know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you. So let's get started. Rise and radiate, peeps. Let's get this party started. Addie B here, aka Slayer of Namaslayer. You are listening to episode four of the Heart Sing podcast. Today, we are going to dig into the connection between weight loss and spirituality. I don't know about you, but I have been on a lifelong mission to lose weight and find health. Judging from our news feeds, I am not alone. I think it's a fair bet to guess you are with me on this quest or have been at some point, which makes sense that we want this intuitively too, because a healthy body assists us on our quest here as humans for the ultimate soul journey. The more we elevate our health, the easier it is to get our hearts sing on. I'm going to talk today about this, the connection between spirituality and life-lasting weight loss. When I started this last leg of my weight loss journey, I remember being just tired, tired of life being consumed by thoughts of food, exercise, how to look better, be better, all the images that bombarded me, and I'm sure you. What about feeling better? I'm not sure that was ever actually a goal of mine on my health quest. I have done and tried so many diets to varying levels of success. I always tried to work out and would start and stop. I was either on fire or hit and miss. Can you identify with that? I couldn't seem to find balance between health, wellness, and living life until this time around. You know, the goal was usually before about calories or eating a diet. And sure, I noticed things are better without gluten and sugar or that I would not break out eating nightshades, but I mean a radiant feel good, like this food was actually fueling my body. Well, at 46, I finally learned how to feel my emotions and figured out how to make these changes from a personality-based level. Then the craziest thing happened as I was creating this awareness around my thoughts and feelings. I was figuring out how to put myself first, how to change the small things and make better habits and drop the pounds. Then the real magic started. I gradually started to dig in the layers that my soul had on lockdown, the layers of times that either I was told wasn't how I was supposed to act or I was too loud or too much. What were you told you were too much of? As I started to uncover this too much inside of me, I was seeing glimpses of this magic within, my soul, the intuition, the inner guide, whatever you want to call that voice inside of you. She had been on lockdown. Coincidence that I found my soul on this journey seeking weight loss? I think not, my friends. I'm going to try to lay it out here for try to lay it out here for you. Stay with me. I promise I'll wrap it up with some heart sing and a touch of inspiration. You see, I didn't understand the body-mind-soul connection. I conceptually understood that the triangle they show us, mind-body-soul, the importance of having balance. But I think I'm just really beginning to finally see and feel this on a complete level. 
my path started me with me so resistant to what I was uncovering, and a lot of it due to my hangups with spirituality because of religion. I, I, I could see myself resisting, often because I was eating, drinking, or Netflixing my resistance away, but I can see it now. But when I started, I was so layered under these beliefs I had from my own life experience beliefs about what society tells us is normal or how we should act, be, or do, things I had learned from my parents that I thought were just reality. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Of course, this quote led me to looking up who this dude was. (laughs) He was a philosopher, a poet, essayist who led the transcendental movement in the early 1800s. Of course he was. Of all the quotes that jumped at me, he was a leader of thought around the infinite of private man. If he could see us today and how we struggle for this privacy... To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else. The constant barrage of marketing and social media, society telling us what we should look like, eat, want, achieve. The list is endless. In our comparison, I really thought I was myself. I mean, I was definitely my own person. I carried many roles and I did them well. As adventurous and fun-loving, I tried to be healthy and make my life better. And really, I had a pretty amazing life. Still do. You know, back then I was living on a beach in Hawaii, had amazing friends, family, coworkers. There was just always that lingering lack of contentment. I was always looking for the next thing or stuck thinking there must be something more than this. I remember when we would tie up the big 10-person float to the rock jetty in the ocean and we'd all pile in it with our beers and music. This was in Hawaii. I didn't want to leave ever. Even when the last people were out of the boat, I would have stayed out there on the raft all by myself. My buddy Dave had to cut the line and make me go in. (laughs) I didn't want to go back. I wanted to float away and stay there forever. I mean, I should be happy, right? What a great life. And I was happy, not content. Content is being peacefully happy. Not that you don't want things in your future and great things when you are content, but you are peacefully happy right where you are. You are enjoying the now. You're growing and connecting. I still had that voice in me. There must be something more than this. If you have this experience, you know there is something more within you, but what is it? How do I get it? I thought maybe if I got to the next new thing, or that thinner body, that beach house, that promotion, then I would be content. Now the voice says, wow, I wonder what I can make next. Do you see that shift from how do I get it to what can I create? The path of small changes that changed this voice. When I got to my breaking point that I spoke about in the first podcast, you know, that 300-pound ball of misery, I was still looking initially for that thinner body. But I had also made a commitment to not be what I was any longer. I decided I didn't want to be that girl and I was going to figure it out. I started seeking to get thin because I didn't know what else to seek. I think a lot of us can identify with that. And then I found my soul in the heart saying, what is this? The radiant magic within me 
that's within you too, all of us. What the hell, right? That's nuts. You know how many times I dropped some fat but never picked up a prize like this? Normally, I just pick up some new health tips, but not radiance. What was different? I realize how crazy this sounds if you haven't started your journey yet, your soul journey, but hang in there with me. I'll bring it full circle for you to the heart sing. I promise. I'm going to try to explain how I think weight loss can be a path to uncovering your true self, your inner guide, that one that you've shoved down there so deep. None of our paths are the same, so it will look different for you, but maybe you can find some insight here through my story. If you are thinking, what the hell is she talking about? (laughs) That was me three years ago. If you were like, hell yeah, girl, I get you. I can feel her in there. I know I meant for something more, but I'm just sick of trying. That was also me three years ago, depending on what day you asked me. Maybe you're like, oh, I totally get this and see how my spiritual journey is tied into my health. That makes total sense, Slayer. Then you might be a step ahead of me or maybe holding hands with me on this journey. No matter where you are on the path, the discovery of self that we are all here for and we all get there different ways, mine started a lifelong quest to lose weight. I want to preface also by saying I respect and honor all religions and all people, and I do think there can be value in religion, even if I don't practice one. This is my experience I'm sharing here through my soul awakening in my journey and um, my experience with religion in some parts. To explain first how my weight loss involves it, I think I need to define not only spirituality, but the difference between being on a spiritual quest and being religious. For me, at least, these were confusing, and I only just started to define the difference. See, I didn't want to be a religious weirdo. I had enough of that growing up. I think I spent way too much time on my journey worrying about this and not just allowing myself to feel what is right inside of me in my heart center, radiant and just itching to burst open and share her light with the world. For me, religion and my background with it was a bit of a roadblock to figuring this out, but it also gave me so many gifts that I spent years not sharing from shame around my religion and my resistance to it. I was raised a Christian scientist, and for those of you not familiar, no, this is not like Scientology like Tom Cruise. Although growing up, I felt as ostracized by religion as Scientologists probably feel, although I know little about their religion other than I think it's weird, which is exactly what everyone thought of us. (laughs) CS was founded, Christian Science, by Mary Baker Eddy in 1879, and it's known for its practice of spiritual healing. In other words, we didn't go to doctors and believe that at the core, we are material. We are not material. We're spiritual, and you can see how popular that would be in middle school, right? While your friends are at these big church events, parties, and even church schools. Not to mention getting physicals for sports, right? I finally just started getting them, so I wouldn't be a weirdo. Let me just say the best part about being a Christian Scientist was summer camp. I went every summer for seven weeks to Northern Michigan, and it was magical. I mean, besides the background it gave me, which was incredible. 
I, you know, this is a goal of mine. I want to cre- recreate summer camp for women. But, you know, that's like a little side segue there. Church, though, was torture, and I never really felt it. Can you relate at all? Or, you know, maybe not. Maybe you like parts of your religion, like the social parties and studying or the books and sermons. I never enjoyed it, ever. I didn't enjoy reading the books. I found them horribly boring. My mom would make us listen to the Bible lesson, and I would count the minutes until I could escape. She would also study these books and write daily, which I see now as her form of spirituality. I wish she was here still so we could have a discussion about souls and if she felt hers or if she purely intellectualized it. I know she did on some level because I think creativity is involved there too. And later in life, she got into painting and art. And she would say she didn't care what people thought, that it brought her joy. And this, I know she understood that feeling as we get through the creation too. However, I didn't believe the take no thought for what ye shall eat or drink business. And that was kind of her motto. That we're not material, we're spiritual, so therefore food doesn't matter. Well, maybe back when you didn't have shelves of crap to pollute our bodies with, this was true. Now, doubtful. I didn't want to judge, but I also knew that I I wanted to take care of my body in a better way, but nothing was working. I gained and lost the same weight forever. It was always about the food or the plan, not about listening to my insides, where I might have been shaming myself for eating those foods from a perspective of other people judging the fat girl eating McDonald's. On another level, I understood that this wasn't good for my body. As we all know intellectually, but you know, making ourselves feel it is another story. Am I right? In college, I took a religion class, and I remember visiting this Episcopal church in St. Louis. We were the only white people present. I had never had such an experience. Not the whiteness, the church. The church was charged with this energy. I could feel it on my skin. I could feel the energy. The people were so moved. They were dancing and singing in the aisles and shaking with the spirit. And I remember having chicken skin and thinking it was a little crazy, but that I was intrigued. And I chalked it up to the music. But I look back now. It's like being at a rock concert. A stark contrast to sitting in pews and listening to someone read at you and sing sleepy songs. That church we went to, I felt on a soul level. I felt their community, gratitude, love, appreciation. You're probably wondering what on earth this all has to do with weight loss. I promise I'm getting there. This was just one of my biggest obstacles within myself was this resistance to what I thought religion was and spirituality. I never got religion. It just didn't sing to me. And now I know it's because I didn't physically feel it. I didn't get the the heart coherence I do now. And I didn't like people telling me how to think and interpret things. (laughs) Any other rebels out there? Drop me a line, sister. Do this and I'll do that. That's me. As I started off on this weight loss quest, I began to open my mind or maybe start remembering who I truly am through meditation and learning about my brain through life coaching. And then I started to feel the connection physically as I was being still and began to discover this voice in there that I had shoved down. For me, these are connected, this feeling that I can best relate to nature. 
And most people can connect with this. If you can think of a time you were on a mountain or maybe a lake and you looked out and you were just filled with awe, like you wanted to weep in gratitude at the magnificence. This happened to me over the summer, and I think I might have told you about this, but I got to tell you again, it was just so impactful when we were in Oregon at the sand dunes. And I had gone out early in the morning to meditate and explore, and it was just magnificent. And um, it was like Mother Nature had resculpted the dunes out of the wind. And, you know, they never looked the same while we were there. And when I headed back after I was doing, you know, some exercises, things like that, and I was heading back to the site where Millie was, and I just looked up over the Pacific Ocean, and three miles away, there are clumps of pine trees and trees scattered in between, and, you know, a few birds were soaring nearby, and there were some ponds thrown in there because God just wasn't done making the magic, right? And I just dropped to my knees and I wept. I wept in gratitude for being alive, for the earth between my knees, for my children, for this understanding, for this connection, for everything was beautiful, which was everything. In that moment, I was in love with the world, pure heart sing. Can you see it? When have you experienced that? The vastness and the overwhelming love that you just want to burst open. And that's the spirituality that exists within each of us. It's not exclusive like a lot of religions are, right? For example, you know, you can't be Catholic and Jewish at the same time. They'd be competing ideologies, right? Or, you know, Hebrew and Catholicism, you know, different books, different things to study. However, you can be Catholic and Jewish and also be spiritual, Spirituality is a journey inside instead of being based on a person's worship, which is external. I found the journey, you know, inside of us. Each person is equally as gifted and has the same energy within. We're connected. Once you feel this at a soul level, it's easier to understand. Okay, so what the hell does that have to do with losing weight, Slayer? So much, you guys. Because if you lose weight by understanding your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, you become more self-aware and almost unwittingly begin your path to self-discovery. You start to make your own rules as you listen to your internal navigation system, the gut, heart, and mind that are connected and working to guide you on this path to find out what you are here for. So you see, spirituality has everything to do with light weight loss. It's in this self-discovery that you figure out why you have been buffering your emotions with food. Why haven't you allowed yourself to feel them? There can be rituals you adapt on your path to uncovering your greatness. Things like yoga, meditation, writing, contemplation. These things can help you experience that source, that faith that is written about in all the Bibles and worships and sermons. It's through us uncovering this ourselves that we truly get to understand who we are in our source, and we become more comfortable with who we are. We love ourselves more unconditionally, and we're able to step into fear. We're able to feel our emotions and not need to buffer them. Because of ways we always alleviated this before, it's a natural process as you start to allow your feelings. I can see the path so clearly when I look back through now, 
I read my journals back when I started, and I was starting to connect with my spirit and relate to my feelings. And then I started to feel how good my body felt, and I wanted more. Then it was a matter of making it a habit, which became easier because I thought I could recognize how good it felt. And I also learned how to allow myself to feel the good. This, for me, was almost as hard as it was to feel bad. I would often eat or drink in celebration. The vibrations of my body would feel powerful, and I didn't know how to feel them or channel them or use them in another way, like doing a podcast. <laughs> Since then, I've had my spent my entire life, you know, I was thinking those feelings were neutral. There's so much more we have to neutralize our feelings with now, right? Like, Netflix reading booze so many ways. It's something to watch for on our journey to self-discovery. Ask yourself, am I allowing myself to feel? Am I putting myself first and allowing me to just be me? To breathe? Take some time to just be, to be still. Allow yourself to ask the big soul questions. Who am I? What do I want? What is my purpose? Sit in that stillness. Allow whatever comes to you, thoughts, feelings, sensation. Listen to that part inside of you. It's from this space within that you can transform anything, your body, your reality, the universe around you. This is where true transformation comes from. It comes from that source within us, the source that knows all. And you already have it all right there within you, just waiting for you to be still and listen. So I challenge you today, find some time and some space to really listen to that voice inside and reflect upon your spiritual journey, which is the journey inside of you. Namaste, my friends. Slayer out. <laughs>